Hello and welcome to The Bum Diary. I'm Trent. And I'm Janelle. And we are coming to you live from The Farm in Michigan. We always start with the weather update. What's the weather like? Uh, it's like a tornado or tsunami outside. Oh my God. This barn is never going to warm up this summer. No. It's like 40 degrees in here and 80 mile per hour winds outside. So It's damn near the middle of May. Yeah, it's supposed to be nice right now. It's supposed to be like 60s and sunny and birds are supposed to be everywhere and butterflies and little bees and ladybugs. I think the whole country, nobody can shake this this long winter. No. All righty, let's get right into it. Who was our guest this week? Nomadic Nikki. And does she fly fish? No. There we go. We finally yes. got one. We got one who is not... All about fly fishing. So this this episode's different than the other ones that we've done. But she is all about traveling. Yes. This girl has walked a very, very cool path. Yeah, heck like, yeah. She's going to do really big things in this world. Mm-hmm, for sure. And right now, her and her husband are traveling cross-country in their bus, so... Yeah, they're traveling to every national park in the country in a bus that they redid. And before you go, oh, I hate rich people that could just buy a bus and start traveling... Her husband's from France. They met while teaching English in Cambodia, and uh, she's a college graduate. And uh, and uh, they just came back to the states and worked and bought a bus and are going to every national park. Yes, they are. You so. have got to listen to the. We don't. We do not want to give it away. We're not going to give it away. But we have traveled all over this world, and what they are going through right now is probably some of the worst stuff you can be having during travels. Oh, absolutely. But not only that, but she gives really great advice about traveling and different sources that yeah, you can... Yeah, everybody should should listen to the interview. And if you're here for just her, uh, just, you know what to do, just skip forward till you hear. Yes. But if you're not here to skip forward, Trent, let's get right into our weekly roundup. Weekly roundup. So. What did we do for the last we week? We have been working hard on the farm again, uh... I think we held ourselves accountable and have been doing pretty well, so we'll talk about that. Yeah, I think uh, the weekly roundup since the last thing, uh, we are still in the process of planting all seeds. So we are working ground, getting the ground and gardens ready, planting seeds. I snuck in a bachelor party, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was the weekly roundup. Yes. What would you say? What else did we do? Um, I would say that that pretty much covers it. We really didn't get a chance to fish in this weather. Yeah. No, we didn't, and we've just been so busy on the farm that we really haven't had too much time to do anything else, so. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, Trent, you know we always do this. Well, weekly roundup, I did fix a lot of tires this week. The, man, there's a little local tire guy, and he loves me right now. Yeah, he does. I think I'm going to get a new tire for something every day. Yes. Every single day. I had, I had to put that in the weekly roundup. Well, Trent said, like, five times this week. I'm like, where are you going? Go to the tire store. Go to the, tra- the uh, tractor he, tire store. You should never be in a first name basis with a mechanic. <laughs> but Trent is. So, hey, not a bad thing, right? Not a bad thing. Yep. Okie dokie. So, let's get into the depths of the week. Okay, Trent, what was your high of the week? High of the week? Uh, Actually, I'm very proud of the garden. Like that back garden that I've done. What do yeah. you think? It's beautiful. If you guys could see this garden, it is like straight out of a farming magazine. I think the hardest thing, the hardest, this has been three years, three years till I've learned how to do a garden like this. Um, we didn't want to spray Roundup. We didn't want to spray any chemicals and we wanted to do it organic. 
Uh, not organic. I hate using that term from kind of like, it's kind of like a made up marketing term, but we just want to do it the right way. You know what I mean? Yes. Like old yes. school, right way. Sustainably. And <clears throat> well, just like, just the old way. Like a hundred, not, we're not even talking like 3000 years ago. We're talking like 1950. Like With, our grandparents, yeah. parents. Yeah. Like how they, you know what I mean? Just how, how America was built. And, uh, so anyways, it's been very, very hard. Okay, so let me back up even farther. Our farm has not been worked in many, many, many years. And so native Michigan prairie has retaken the, the ground. Like, how would you describe our grass out there? It is like... I've never seen nothing like it. No. Like, you dig a hole and then you can come back the next day and it's like a little grass beavers <laughs> came out and the grass is already back and the roots it's been crazy it's ridiculous how quickly this grass grows and i'm talking like if you took a shovel and you dug into the grass i'm talking good eight inches of roots before you even hit soil i mean i've never seen prairie grass like this well when you were using the three bottom plow last week the freaking thing when you you were like in the earth (laughs) oh man i i honestly god you asked me what my high of the week was i honest to god do not know how they broke soil before tractors and plows I just do not know how our ancestors did it. But I'm very proud that after three years, I think, because every year I, I kind of half-ass it. I think I did a good enough job, and then something will happen. This year, I have not taken no for an answer. No. I have blown tractor tires. I have broke equipment, and I have pushed through, and I have got this damn garden looking good. But you conquered. Yeah, yeah no, seriously, like the, three, the garden looks awesome, you guys. I got like three more to go, but uh, I'll take one right now as a victory. Hells yeah. All right, did you know? Your high, high, high of the week. <laughs> uh, my high of the week. It's funny that you mentioned the garden because my high was seeing the garden has finally sprouted and we got crops coming. We do. So oh my that God. is that is my high. I'm so excited. You guys don't understand. Whenever I see those little sprouts, I kind of freak out a little bit. I'm like think, a child. You think they're dead. Well, yeah, because it's like, are like, the seeds really going like, like to, are they going to sprout? And you just know they're not going to grow. There's something to be said for people who, or there's that saying, it's like, I don't know, it's about gardeners and actually, never mind. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> going to cancel? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cancel that thought. We're going to you know 86 I, that. I, don't, I do not know how to edit. So uh. I know. So that's just really embarrassing. We'll pretend that didn't happen. Okay, so yeah, no, that was my that was my high. Uh, I went first last time, so let's jump into the low. The low. Okay, so my low of the week is, to be honest with you, this this weather is the low of the week, and this is why. Mm-hmm. So, like Trent said at the very beginning of the episode, um, usually in Michigan right now, it's a good you know sixty degrees average, if not warmer, and generally pretty sunny. I mean, obviously it's spring, so we do get a lot of rain, but this is just ridiculous. It's like fifties every day, and. It gets really cold at night, so the reason why that's a low is because we've been trying to germinate these damn peppers in the greenhouse, and because we've been trying to maintain the temperature in there, it's they haven't they haven't germinated yet. So that's my low. I just want to see little sprouts because we struggled with this last oh, year. Oh man, I I just I have just don't care anymore. Like if they'll grow up, that grow. I'm just so sick of those damn little seeds in the greenhouse. Tomatoes and pepper plants are ridiculous. Yeah. I agree with that. Ridiculous. But, but right. I feel like peppers are just like the worst. But for the record, 
we just we're not a political podcast. We're never going to get into politics. But I did just see on the nightly news tonight that uh, they think tomatoes are going to go up like seventy percent in price. Mm. And if you're listening to this podcast, you can go get a tomato plant at any local greenhouse, not Menards, not the Home Depot, not Lowe's. Don't get ripped off. Google local greenhouse and you can find a local greenhouse you can get a tomato for two bucks just put it in a pot with some soil and for like five bucks you could have like i mean you get several pounds of great tomatoes in a couple months yeah yeah for sure for sure so take that into consideration otherwise you guys can find us and we'll give you tomatoes if you want to pay for them (laughs) (laughs) now we're trying to say shit (laughs) no just kidding i'm just kidding this is not an ad all right um i think it's my low yeah, it is your low. What's your low of the week? Alrighty. I'm waiting. Are you ready? I don't know. Yeah, I'm ready. Are you sure? I think so. You didn't get it all sads. No, stop. What's what's your low? I really missed Janelle when I was at the bachelor party. Stop it. I swear to God. That was not your low. I, I'm not joking. Since we've been together like three, four years. I mean, seriously, we work together. We travel together. We live together. We commute together. I don't think people understand. We don't have a traditional relationship. Yeah. Like, like if you gave a whole week, like I know most people have like separate jobs and stuff. Me and Janelle don't. And when we do have a job, we work together the same shift. Yeah. The same place at the same bar. Yeah. We literally, you know what I mean? Yeah. We really do spend. It's kind of like, unreal how much Janelle is in my life. So when you were gone for three days, when I was at that bachelor party, I don't think I've been away from you in three days in a long time. Aww. No, we really haven't been apart for that long. And it was in cold in the van. Time. I just kind of missed you. Oh, Trent. I told you not to get sads. No, I mean, it just that's cute. That makes me happy. All right, let's move on. <laughs> he actually just missed me for my body heat in the van, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went fishing too, and there was nobody to help hack, away, hack the way through. <laughs> yes okay so now let's get into it janelle's favorite part my favorite part the gsd i hope everybody likes those sound effects or at least they sound legitimate because i feel like they do what does the gsd stand for get shit done list the get shit done list uh quickly recapping last week's get shit done list janelle i told you that you needed to get everything planted in the greenhouse how did you do uh you know what i think i did fairly decent considering that yeah no i think i crushed it i think i crushed it what would you rate me trent uh scaled to one to ten i got very sick after the bachelor party i don't usually get sick but i got i got i caught a pretty nasty cold there i was down for one day and janelle was in the greenhouse all day busting her ass planting seeds so i will give you a nine out of ten whoa where's that missing point whoa come on now (laughs) not not everything got planted (laughs) i'm just kidding no that's fair that's definitely fair but you can't give me all the credit because you did help the other day so i'm giving you a solid nine okay i'll take that i'll take a nine all right trent you you've been averaging like two and you're gonna complain that you got yeah yeah no actually i should be really proud of myself my average just went way up i think i might be at like a c on like a grading scale, I think I'm probably like a solid C minus, but it's passing, right? I love it. All right. And then Trent, what was your S- your GSDL? You screwed me last week. Yeah. You absolutely screwed me. I had a left park. I did not see it coming. You asked me to build a chicken coop. And? I actually did it. He did it. Which is wild. I, I did the garden, bachelor party, got sick. And then yesterday I was like, I will get this damn chicken coop done. 
No, you did a really good job, too. Like, considering Trent's been kind of sick, he's been working really hard. Don't let him fool you. He's making it sound like he just laid around, but no, he's been working hard the whole entire time. I'm pretty happy. We got the chicken coop done, and in Trent's style, how many chickens could we have? Oh, my God. We could have, like, how many? a whole hatchery. I know. I did the calculations. <laughs> well. About uh, 70. Probably f- 72 for every chicken box we have 72 chickens so. oh my god okay well if you if anybody wants to give us 72 chickens i'm thinking we can get like 10 we'll talk about it later yeah that'll be later yeah on. but uh <laughs> but no you got it done so i did so how would you grade me oh a nine I don't be petty no nine out of ten don't be petty <laughs> I'm not. that's legitimate and fair i almost gave you an eight but i give you a nine all right i'll take a nine do you want to know why you only get a nine? You're because not even concerned about it. You're just like, all right, I'll, t- I'll take yeah, a nine. I've, I've, been, I've, been a, I've been a D to C student my whole life, so nine is just nothing to me. It's just like I knew it was coming. Well, if, you're, if you've never got a nine, that should feel like, holy crap, that's the best that is grade true. ever. It's why? Is it because the sides are not done yet <laughs> on the chicken coop? Uh, that and we don't have any of like the stuff to go in the chicken coop. Yeah, I will finish it But I guess it building, building was just like building. Yeah. So. Anyways, I will take the nine because my average is still probably like nine. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty true actually. All right, all right, Yikes. let's move into it. The get shit done list as a team and the goal next week on the farm. What is it, Jenna? Okay, so the farm or the collective GSD this week is to actually get chickens. We're gonna do it. We're, we're gonna, gonna get them. Commit to seventy-two chickens. You got okay. Yeah, so yeah, we're gonna come about to commit our lives to seventy-two chickens. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to get chickens. It's been a while. Um. It's nice to get some animals back on the property. Yeah. And our favorite thing about, okay, so getting into like why we want to get chickens. All winter, our landlord actually gave us fresh eggs every day out of the coop. And I just don't think people realize how much better these eggs are for you and how much better they taste. It's not even describable. Again, let me give you a little advice. There's somebody around you wherever you're low. I mean, in America, if you're around a little farming community, you can find fresh farm eggs. Get on Craigslist, type in fresh farm eggs, and you will find somebody selling like a dozen of eggs for like two bucks, and I highly recommend farm eggs. Highly recommend it, you guys. Yeah. Not only are you supporting local, but you're also getting a uh, great I could, quality. I could care less non- about that. Yes. Our landlord <laughs> well, was 104 years old <laughs> eating eggs. He ate those eggs every day, so I'm if that tells you. you anything. Well, he washed them down with whiskey. Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> but, hey, fresh food and alcohol i think that's all right all righty the get shit done list personally me and janelle are gonna fire off a get shit done list that we want the other person to do we do not talk about this beforehand we uh we're just gonna throw it at each other who wants to start uh, i want i want to start all right shoot okay trent you're a gscl it can't be worse than last week no it's really not and you'll be excited i want you to fix the explore oh, there i said it god. god it needs to be up and running and going down the road Okay, tell everyone what the Explorer is. So the Explorer, for those of you who don't know, is Trent's baby. My baby. (laughs) And we traveled out of that thing for like the first two years that we knew each other. And I'm talking we lived out of a 1992 Ford Explorer, you guys. I bought this thing out of a field in Montana like 10 years ago. No exaggeration. This thing has been a daily commuter. It has been a bomber. It has traveled this country left and right. It has hauled junk. And it's kind of down right now. Yeah. And Janelle won't let me throw it away. Unless I fix it. Well, it's your baby. 
So it needs to get fixed. Needs to get fixed. Really, what what she's really trying to say is, I feel like the explorer died in the middle of the garden last year, and I just left. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> get it out of there. Yeah, so <laughs> That's the real reason why. I will fix no. the explorer. Okay. Oh, Perfect. Okay. All right, are you ready for your GSD? Yes, I am. Awesome. What is it? I want you to fix the explorer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can promise you. This is why my rating's so bad. I have. I'm set with unrealistic expectations. For the record, one time, if people are new listeners, one time I did say to Janelle for her GSD goal, I said you should try to get up by like 8:30, and she goes, "I can do 7:30." <laughs> so you make it hard on yourself. Yeah, I guess that's fair. You gotta put pressure on yourself, though. Alrighty, back it up. Uh, your GSD, real easy, Janelle. Real easy. I'm scared. Because whenever he says real easy, it means it's hard. Last year, you invested all your time, money, and resources into buying what seeds? Into what seeds? Yeah. All my time, money, effort? Yep. What did you buy a shit ton of seeds of? Oh, my gosh. Snap peas? Flowers. Flowers! Yes! Oh, my God. We just broke the microphone. Sorry. I just screamed. <laughs> I just screamed. You're right. Flowers, Janelle. You have so many flower seeds. Yes, I do. So this week, I want those damn seeds to be in the ground somewhere. Okay, done. I don't care if you got to sprinkle them outside tomorrow, that next week before the podcast. Just get those damn flower <laughs> seeds out of the house. <laughs> done. Done and done. That's achievable. I can do that. Cool. I mean, every flower. Oh. I'm not going to let you plant one package and give you nine. Okay, but what if they can't be planted next week because of the frost that or the true. cold? That is true. Well, yeah, that is true. It's never going to get warm. You yeah. have a very good excuse there. Because of this Arctic blast. <laughs> okay, that's dramatic. All right. Let's move it on. All right. We did have, uh, what's the next one? I think we're going to jump into viewer questions and then get into the get into the thing. I think we only had one question this week. Uh, this came from Bill on Instagram. Bill said, you guys always ask your um, guests their top three places. So where's some top three places you two would like to go see? Or fish. Bill's a fisherman. Okay. Um, Trent, you go first. Easy. I can do, uh, I can name off fishing destinations like nothing. I would really like to explore the middle of Russia. I've worked with a lot of Russians in the Florida Keys, and I asked the Russians one time, can you just drive across your country like Americans can drive from New York to LA? And there's a whole bunch of states in the middle, and they looked at me like, no, 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 not in Russia. No, no, not, nothing in the middle of Russia. And I was looking at so many maps with these Russians, and there are more mountains and rivers and lakes and undiscovered areas of Russia. Oh, my good God. And it's just all unexplored. And I just, I mean, I think I would love to visit the middle of Russia one day. Yeah. So... That's, that's that would be one of my bucket list destinations. Okay. And Janelle? Um I'd really like to go to Iceland. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's that's a hot one right now. I feel like it reminds me a lot of New Zealand. So, I would like to experience something like that. And I know people who've gone to Iceland and said it's absolutely amazing, so always been somewhere that I've been interested in with all the peaks and mountains and beautiful hot springs. Uh yeah. And where's somewhere in America you want to still go? Somewhere in America that I still want to go. You know, I really want to make it up to Washington State, Washington, Oregon area. I can't believe we really haven't got up there yet. Yeah, we haven't spent any time there. It's just so hard because you got to drive past Montana. And you know, every time we go to Montana, <laughs> we just not my we only. Just, we just stop there. So, uh, yeah. 
What about you, China? What's some where is somewhere in the US that you would like to see or visit? Uh probably more of the backcountry, Yellowstone. Yeah. There's a lot of wild areas in Yellowstone National Park. That are still, I feel like, even undiscovered. Oh, my God. There are so many conspiracy theories I know about Yellowstone from working in the Yellowstone National Park, and I cannot tell it. You, you can't talk about it? No, we're not a conspiracy podcast, but I will let <laughs> you know that there are some secrets in Yellowstone. There's a reason the American government told John Muir this is a stupid idea, national parks, and then all of a sudden when Yellowstone got discovered, they said, uh-oh, we need to make sure the only the American government can have this land. <laughs> Yeah. There are some secrets, some thermal gold secrets of Yellowstone National Park. And I would love to get in deep and dirty in that place. Yes. Okay. Except for the bears and I'm scared and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Aside from everything that can eat you. um, And all the hiking and all the dangerous areas. I mean, there's areas in Yellowstone where there's like, uh, they just death fields where these vents of sulfuric acid. And there's just like bone, bone graveyards of animals that have walked into these areas. You're making Yellowstone sound so scary it right now. It should be scary. There's <laughs> enough visitors in Yellowstone. Stay away. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. All righty. Let's uh, move into it. Uh, Nomadic Nikki was our guest this week. And my gosh, I cannot say great, enough great things about her. Me too. Me too. She was so fun to talk to. And she said a lot of, like, she told us a lot of information that I didn't even know about our own country. <laughs> Yeah, and not only that, she really is, uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess we travel for fly fishing, but there's a group of people out there, and there's a lot of people that just travel to travel. And, I mean, her thing is just really showing you that, I don't know. It just, I mean, they really are not the type of people to just, like, uh, I mean, they are just winging it, buying a bus, doing it. I mean, they are just, they are not the type of people. I don't know. How would you describe it? Well, I mean, they're they're two totally self-funded individuals, and they're a strong married couple that ended up buying a bus and deciding to travel across country and explore like after saving money serving tables i think that's great i think that's awesome they're not like greenhorns like traveling but i think they're definitely greenhorns that like just jumping into a bus and starting to travel america yeah and i think they are hitting some hurdles right now and they are it really shows you if you really want to be a good great traveler it's the all the bs that will be thrown at you and all the hard knocks and how you handle it yeah and she is so excited for how crappy her situation is right now. Yes. Super optimistic. I mean, unbelievable. Like if I was in her shoes, I would be losing my shit. Yes. Because I have been in her shoes. I've been in her shoes in many remote countries and just, oh my God, I didn't know what to do. And she is just having the time of her life with her husband. Yeah. Which is pretty, which is pretty amazing. Which really, considering. yeah, it just takes a really type of individual, special type of individual to travel because of all the unknowns. Yes. But you know, she's hit, she's already hit some of her goals along the way. And her journey is still going to continue on. So that's a good thing. So we'll go into a couple topics that me and Janelle wanted to bring up before you get into the podcast. Um, Some of the things that are discussed in there. Um, The first thing is uh, she bought a bus on Craigslist and they're having a little bit of trouble. Uh, Janelle, what what do you think about buying? Do you have any advice for anybody buying a bus on Craigslist? So... To be honest with you, if you guys are starting out and completely new with this whole bus life, van life thing, uh, Trent and I would recommend going with something a little bit cheaper and like notably more reliable, I guess I would say. I would say if your budget is eight grand, you really want to get in the three to four grand range. 
like like let's say you have a trip budget and you got twenty thousand saved up, but eight thousand of that is going to be the vehicle, and you're going to travel on like ten thousand dollars because you could save up twenty grand and go on a little trip like this. Um, if you only got eight grand, do not go buy an eight thousand dollar bus. I mean, I feel like if you're going to buy a bus or a van in prime condition, you're going to run twenty to twenty five. Yeah. And anything less than twenty to twenty five. You're going to use vehicle. Right. And I believe you're getting to use vehicle. You really, even if you got to drive 500 miles, you have got to search Craigslist and Facebook marketplace and you've got to find something. If your budget's 8,000, I like to go half of that 4,000 and really look for as low miles as you can on the engine. And then that way, when something does go wrong, you still get, you should plan on making your van $8,000. What I'm trying to say, you should buy a $4,000 van. And then when, when something goes wrong, put in a thousand or $2,000. And then if you buy something like that, you should be able to get away with it. That's a good, that's a good way of putting it. But what do we like to buy? I like to be in like the six to $800 range. Yes. That that's way no I joke. can replace everything. I mean, I will buy a van for 800 bucks. I will re- rebuild the head of the motor when it blows for 1500. I'll get a new transmission for 1200. I'll change the alternator and a couple of batteries and the tires. I mean, I got four grand now and, and it's, it, it's, I mean, you're basically gonna, a rebuild yeah, vehicle it's a, yeah, yeah. at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you're basically just buying the body when you actually buy the vehicle. Yeah. So that's what, that's what me and Janelle do, but our budget's a little bit smaller, but I mean, for $4,000, I mean, you're looking at a, you're looking at a early 2000s Ford van, I mean, you'd be more than perfect or yes. even a bus like that. So yeah, absolutely. And then another thing that we want to talk about is like t- planning trips, planning trips, because obviously in this interview, Nikki talks a lot about the planning pro- or She talks about the planning process. Um, well, they're going to how- every national park. So they have like, a re- they have like their own personal route where every other day they're kind of hitting a national park, which is super cool. Right. Right. But they did it by themselves and just kind of sat down and she talks a little bit about that. Um, we are not quite as... We don't do trip planning. No. We do like <laughs> regions we hope to get to. Yes. And then we switch every week. <laughs> regions we hope to get to. <laughs> Why do you say hope to get to? Because we never have ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever succeeded in a, a like detailed plan. Yeah, like an itinerary. Yeah, that's true. We just, we wing it, I feel like, every time, no matter if it's here in the U.S. or if we're overseas. We're just like, okay. But and I, we'll be like, let's spend let's spend a day here, and then we'll end up spending like five. Yeah, I will say with trip planning, the only advice I would have, and I'm not like a, like, I'm not like a, uh, like a special, like a, what do they call it? Like a purist. Like a. When it comes to like old maps or anything like that, but really, really like taking google maps to the next level you can really zoom in on google maps learning how to really i I can't i don't know i don't know how to explain it other than just really understand how to learn to use google maps does that make sense yeah and take advantage of that satellite mode because that's how you find some really cool places yeah like the satellite mode and like just knowing what to look for on google maps like uh um I mean, we used to try doing uh, like paper maps, but really if you zoom out on Google, you can, I mean, Google will tell you those little white roads in between cities. I mean, with the little numbers on them, those can be some beautiful roads and just you get an aerial view of all rivers and lakes and you can type in parks and you can see every park. And it's just, I really think taking advantage of Google maps on the road is other than just, Hey Google, I need you to find me this. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Solid. For sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> all righty. Let's, uh, let's end this thing up. Yeah. So uh, the last thing would be we want to do a little talking about national parks. We did not know this. I don't think many people know this. How many national parks are there, Janelle, inside the continental U.S.? 61. 61s, man. 61. We do get into more conspiracies about the government talking about it, though, with Nikki. Uh, they are making national parks now just so some states can have national parks. How do you feel about that? Um, I, uh, I don't like it. I mean, I you can't, you can't just it. like throw a plot of trees and say, this is a national park. Like because that's not how it works. Yeah. Because we, because the state needs one. No, I understand BS. protecting areas and states. Yeah. You have like a national forest. And like a, a preserve. Mom. Yeah. yeah that, I'm okay with that, but yeah, you just can't, ah, this is a new national park. I feel like, uh, I feel like there's a couple national parks that were so beautiful. They didn't want people taking advantage of the land. And I feel like those places are very, very special. Yeah. So. Yeah. So if no one's ever seen a national park, I definitely think they should seek out the American West. I feel like that's where America was built. You know, everyone wanted to go West. That's how our country expanded. And there are some beautiful areas out West. Oh my God. If you guys haven't been out West to see some of the national parks, you need to go. I've only honestly really been to a couple, but the two that I've been to are absolutely stunning. So, so alrighty, let's get into it. Alrighty. You want to give me a little countdown, please? Yes. Three, two, one. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Today we have Nomadic. Nikki. Yes, we do. We're excited. Yes. And you are in a very interesting spot right now. We always like to ask our guests where they are. So, Nikki, will you please tell everybody what you're doing right now? Of course. So, I'm actually currently stuck in a small little town called Carlsbad that's in New Mexico. Um, my husband, Ulysses, and I started a road trip about 10 days ago. And we um, had a little breakdown, so we are currently um, getting our bus fixed up before we hit the road again. And the, if you had to describe what the worst place in the country to break down was, what, what would you say that location would be? <laughs> um, we were probably pretty close to it. Um, we're kind of stuck in, it's like oil fields here. So um, definitely not the nicest city, but we were happy that we were at least able to get our bus to um the mechanic and just happy that we didn't break down like in the middle of the desert because that's where we've been driving right oh my gosh yeah you guys are, i feel like new mexico because trent and i were just out there um in what december and, and i was praying that we did not break down oh in new my mexico. god it's so barren yeah it, it is and we were driving from like big bend up here to new mexico and so it was it's genuinely just oil fields after oil fields. So at least we made it to the mechanic. We were happy about that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's, uh, we're going to back up. We're going to get into all that just for the listeners. If you do, if we do break up, it's because she's in the middle of New Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, uh, was nomadic Nikki always your name on Instagram? Cause that is how we found you was on social media. No. So I used to just go, um, it was just by my name, um, Nicole Poplachek. And um, then once I started to grow my account, I decided to make something a little catchier and a little bit easier than my last name as Poplachek. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you started, because you said you started or you changed your name once you started building your Instagram following. And now it's known, obviously, as Nomadic Nikki. And did you, were you traveling? Is that why you chose, like, Nomadic Nikki? Or what's the story behind that? 
Yeah, so I've actually um, been traveling since 2013. After I graduated from Ohio State, I moved to Cambodia, where I lived there for two years. And wait, wait, wait. you graduated sorry, from Ohio State? <laughs> yes, I am a Buckeye. Oh god! Oh no, Trent is oh, just. Oh man, we got one. Heartbroken. <laughs> I thought you were weird. We thought you were like a native Florida woman. No, Ohio, born and raised. Um, okay. yeah, I did spend a big bit of time in Florida though. I love it there. So for for the record, you graduated from Ohio State, and then you got the hell out of Ohio as fast as you could. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, actually, a week after graduation, I took a one-way plane over to Asia. So literally the opposite side of the world. Wow. That was crazy. And you said you lived in Cambodia for two years. What were you doing over there? I was teaching English. Okay. And why did you choose Cambodia? So my sister had graduated about six months before I did from Ohio State as well. And she did a program called Language Corps where they kind of introduce you to teaching abroad. And by the time I had graduated, I was interested in traveling. So she encouraged me to come check it out. And I just kind of fell in love with it over there. So ended up staying for a while. Ah, that's amazing. And then you were there for two years. Did you do any traveling outside of Cambodia while you were there? Or were you stationed there like the entire time? Um, I traveled Cambodia extensively, and then I also did a little bit of traveling in Thailand and um, went all through Vietnam as well. So, oh, wow. Countries over there. Yeah, absolutely. That had to have been like such an experience. Was that your first time traveling overseas or to Asia? Um, yeah, definitely. I had been to Mexico and the Bahamas, um, but with kind of my family and things like that. So, it was definitely kind of a crazy thing to get on a 36-hour travel, you know, a 36-hour flight and um, take off to the other side of the world. But having my sister there made it so much more comfortable and easy. So I'm guessing you can ride a moped. Yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> or what do they call them? Rickshaws? I guess they don't call them mopeds over there. They call them motos. Yep. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. and then, uh, was that when, so when did the nomadic Nikki, where were you when you were like, Hey, that's kind of a catchy name and, and I'm building a following with all these, with all of everybody online. Um, that was actually just, um, in about August or September of this past year when we purchased the bus and, um, started working on the conversion. We were doing some traveling around Florida and, um, yeah, I just kind of decided that I was interested in starting a blog and going that route with things. Yeah, that's amazing. Because, okay, obviously with your background, you graduated from Ohio State. And do you mind us asking, what was your, what did you major in? Um, I majored in strategic communications. Okay. It's, um, yeah, it's very similar to a marketing degree. Yeah, absolutely. And then you kind of took a different direction and you wanted to kind of do your own thing and start a blog. Is How did you get inspired to do that? So when I was in Florida, I was actually working for a nonprofit organization and doing the marketing for them. It was a startup nonprofit. So I was um, pretty much the only team member and a lot had a lot of responsibility. And um, through that position, just really gained the courage that, you know, I kind of knew what I was doing and I, I would be able to do it successfully. And so, yeah, I just kind of dived head first. Ah, oh, that's amazing. That's really that's cool. What kind of nonprofit? Um, it was called Help Us Gather, and they do social events for individuals with disabilities. Okay. And that okay. was based in the Florida area? 
Yeah, in Clearwater, Florida. It was um yeah, startup nonprofit. So they just they started about two years ago now. Um I I left them um earlier in like the beginning of this year, just um parted ways. But yeah, it was it was like I said, a great experience and um really just kind of gave me gave me the courage to do it on my own. Yeah. yeah. Is your husband from Clear from the Florida area? Is that why you guys go there or um my husband is actually from France. Oh, so okay. Let's ba- let's back up a little bit because I I'm all confused now. <laughs> yeah, it's like spider web of a story. No, um, so, we want to hear everything. So you you graduated what year? In 2013. And in the summer. In, so you're in Cambodia till 15. Correct. And then where did you go after the 15th? When you said I am um, over this humidity and this rain. Yeah, so I met my husband in Cambodia. We were teaching English for the same school, and um, we had both been there for a little while and were looking for a new adventure. And after kind of talking to some other backpackers, we decided to do a working holiday in New Zealand. So we spent a year in New Zealand before moving to Florida. Yeah, New Zealand is uh, me and Janelle's favorite place in the world. Yes. Did How you guys? Ha- North <laughs> Island? Spent, South Island? Yeah, we spent... Uh, we spent about three, four, what did you spend? Three months on the South Island. Mm-hmm. So we are really, you're not a fly fisherman, are you? you? Are you a fisher? Have you ever heard of like, do you know fly fishing? I've heard of it. I've not done it, but I know what it is. Yeah. We, uh, that's what are, we've been private. We're, we're big fly fish. That's a kind of our, we, we'll get into what, what your passion is, but our passion is fly fishing. And so we went to New Zealand. Did you know anything that, that, that country was so known for, for drought fishing by chance or were you just there to see the sights? Um, no, we, I just love to explore and uh, I met some people from New Zealand and some other people had done a working holiday there and, um, just spoke really highly of it. And we were kind of ready for a culture change. We had been in Asia for a while. So, um, yeah, just kind of took a leap of faith. So where in New Zealand were you? Where were you guys staying or did you move around? We spent uh, about four months in Auckland and then about six months in Wellington and for our last month there, we um, just packed up our bags and hiked the North Island. So we didn't, never made it to the South. We still have to go back there. Um, but yeah, we explored the North pretty extensively. The so. South is like New Mexico. Oh you, you don't want to break down on the South Island. <laughs> very, <Yeah>. very rural. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's absolutely beautiful and you should. But actually... Not going to lie, I was creeping on your page and I was looking at all the photos from the North Island and it seems like you found some incredibly beautiful spots but as you know new zealand in general i feel like it's just insane there's way too much to do in new zealand definitely yeah we like you said we everywhere that we go we always leave feeling like we haven't finished and haven't seen anything um so you know we'll we'll probably be back at some point hopefully we've talked about taking a, a bus or van through there so we'll see so were you in love with your husband before the New Zealand trip or did it happen on the New Zealand trip? <laughs> uh, a little bit of both. Yes. Um, it, was def- it was definitely a really big step to move to New Zealand together. And um, in retrospect, it was a big step. A big step. We didn't think it was a big step when we were doing it. It was just kind of like, oh, cool, let's, let's go to this new place and, um, you know, go keep traveling. But looking back, it definitely... Um, made our relationship a lot stronger when we kind of took that step and moved together. Yeah. Were you guys working in New Zealand then? 
Yeah, we, um, I was bartending and he was served tables. Oh, no shit. That's nice. I didn't yeah. know, I didn't know Americans could serve in bar. Did you, do they tip over there? Was it good money or, uh, was it just, uh, you were just making enough to live there? Just barely enough to live. It was, um, it's, it's tough to work in an, in an industry like that there. Um, we found that more professional industries make really great money, but just kind of those working holiday fields where there's a lot of backpackers passing through, it was definitely a struggle to make ends meet. Um, but, you know, it was still an experience and you get to see the nature and enjoy New Zealand. So at the end of the day, you can't complain. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, can't complain. Absolutely. So then after New Zealand, then where did you guys? Well, the husband and, uh, the husband wanted to go back to France. Is that correct? <laughs> Um, no, well, actually, he did not. We were interested in going to France, um, but I don't speak any French. So um, him being in, being fluent in English, we decided to come to the U.S. for a little while um, and really to kind of save up money and get our feet back on the ground because it was such a such a struggle in New Zealand to save anything for another adventure. Right. So then did you guys end up going right back to Florida? Or going yep, to Florida, moved- I guess I should say. Yep. So why I had been traveling, my parents had actually moved down to the Clearwater area. So rather than going to Ohio, we opted to go hang out at the beach for a few years. Yeah, which is so crazy because Trent and I were talking about this. Yeah, we worked in Clearwater for our podcast. Yes. Listeners. Yeah, we, we worked in Clearwater like two winters ago because our parents had moved down into that area. And yeah, we went down there to bartend and save money for our next adventure. It's a great place to do it. It really is. Yeah. Heck yeah. It's so funny because we're like, this girl, there's so many similarities. Like we saw your New Zealand travels. And then we, when we were like texting you and talking to you initially, and you said that you worked at, remind me again, it's called, um, I worked at Guppies. Guppies. Yes. We (laughs) applied there when we moved down like two winters ago. Yeah. You probably, you probably took our resume (laughs) and never gave it to the boss. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I had worked in the nonprofit for a while, and um, when I was when we were really getting serious about saving for this trip, um, went back into serving just because it really is great money there on the beach. Yeah, heck yeah, quick quick cash, and then it's flexible. So when you guys wanted to leave, obviously. So yeah, so let's get let's get into this. So you uh, you change your name on Instagram, and you tell hubby, hey, we got something going. Let's uh, let's take a big trip. And and, and so wh- whose idea was it to go get this bus? Well, when we came to the U.S., we definitely wanted to travel. Um, I'm from Ohio and have seen a lot of the East Coast, and I've been to, like, Vegas and L.A., but in New Zealand, our mindset kind of changed, and we became really passionate about kind of the outdoors and hiking and being more in nature, so we were really looking forward to exploring the U.S. in that way, so um, pretty naturally, the idea of kind of a bus or a van came to us after again after being in New Zealand that's pretty common over there so um yeah it just kind of the idea came to kind of both of us I think it was something that you know as a child or as a kid you're always like joking around with your friends that it would be you know fun to buy a bus and throw a bed in the back and travel so we were just kind of like let's let's do it let's go for it and what was that process like of like initially getting the bus and then the whole conversion like was it easy would you recommend like would you well, do it like, again? For, well, for, but for first though like just so our listeners can kind of like understand 
when some people go buy a van, me and Janelle have an old '90s van. A lot of people go buy vans. You guys went and got like a bus, like a like a not. I mean, this is that definitely would qualify as a bus. It's is like that a correct? Bus, yeah, right. It- it's a short bus or um, kind of like a shuttle bus is what it's often referred to as. Um, but you got you got two dual tires in the back. And so, I mean, this is a big bus. Yeah, but it's a diesel engine. We have six tires. It's, um, it's you know, we're, um, Yuli's over six foot and he can stand up in it. So it definitely has some space. And uh, we watched your process. And if anybody at Nomadic Nikki, um, like uh, you guys didn't half-ass this. Your bus looks like. If you ever seen one of those quick videos on Facebook with a million views and it shows a beautiful bus, like you guys, you guys made a beautiful bus. Who, uh, I mean, did you guys both have carpentry skills? Was this just watching YouTube? I mean, how did you guys pull that off? Um, really just kind of figuring it out as we go. I had grown up in my house. We, I grew up in a very old house, so we were constantly doing little projects, you know, tearing out walls or laying down new flooring. Um, Yuli really didn't have too much experience with that either. He had, um, kind of done it in trade school just for a little while. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of just kind of figuring it out as we go, looking at other people's conversions and, um, really thinking, thinking crucially about what was going to work for us and kind of building it for our own needs. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. I I guess I just got a couple more questions about the bus if that's all right. Um, what was, what was the hardest part that you're like, God, that sucked in the bus? Uh, Getting the flooring out. There was like mold, mold and rotten, um, sub flooring. And we just had no idea how to go about it. We, um, some of the wet spots we were able to kind of just scrape apart, but it was this just gross wood. And, um, yeah, it took like a few different methods, a lot of YouTube searching to kind of, get a rhythm down and figure out how to do it. Once we did figure out how to do it, which we ended up kind of using a small saw to cut it into little pieces and then a crowbar to pry it up, it went really quickly. But just the process of figuring it out took a while and was kind of frustrating. Yeah, that's, oh, no. Yeah, that's kind of like the evolution of any project. You're yes. like, oh, my God, if only would have known that beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, me and Janelle are really good at uh, cutting corners and not doing things right the first time and then getting screwed in the long run. Was there anything looking back at the bus that you kind of skimped on or, or cut corners on that you wish you hadn't? Or did you guys – everything worked out perfectly? Um, well, our bus is extremely basic. Um, some of the ones that you see, the conversions, are, you know, absolute – like there's, there's showers and there's all this amazing stuff. Ours is – really like bare bones. We have um, a portable battery bank that has a solar panel that hooks up to it. Um, We have a Yeti cooler, a composting toilet. So we really went simple. And I think um, that made it a lot more successful for us. We didn't kind of dive into anything over our heads. Um, But so far, things have been working out pretty well, um, other than the mechanics, obviously. That was, that's probably was the biggest concern of ours and now we're having some issues with it on the road but when you're doing a project like this you can't you know you can't let those little fears hold you back you just kind of got to go for it yeah absolutely and you can't like let that deter you from actually doing what you guys are doing which is okay so kind of explain to everybody what you are doing like tell them tell them what your ultimate goal and mission is with this trip yeah so we're hoping to um, visit all of the U.S. national parks 
um, we've done a lot of research about the trip and we found out that there's actually a lot of different national government things. There's like national seashores and national monuments. So um, kind of falling in love and with the nature aspect of New Zealand, we decided to um, do some research and visit all of the parks. So there's currently 61 of them um, and 49, I believe, or maybe 50 are continental. Um, so yeah, we're hoping to get to all of them and we're, you know, at this point, like I said, we'll, we'll just kind of keep going as long as the bus will take us, but that's the, that's the goal. Yeah, definitely. And how long, how long do you guys, like how much time do you have set aside for this? Well, we had a budget set aside for about four months of traveling. However, with this big mechanical issue, it cut us down about half of that. So, okay. Yeah, so we're looking at about a, a month to a month and a half left of um, traveling, which, um, you know, is still still enough for an adventure. But then we'll probably have to stop and work and save up some money again before we continue on. Before you keep on the road. Yeah, for the record, if I had a bus like you, I'm, not, I'm just, just th- I mean, throwing it out there. I used to work in Yellowstone National Park and Grand Teton National Park, which is just south of Yellowstone National Park. And with a bus... And having a place to live, and be, um, you could probably make a ton of money in that little, in those little towns around Yellowstone if you had to for a couple months slinging drinks. I mean, just Heck, something to keep in mind, especially yeah. that you can park that bus anywhere you want. You could work in a national park and then keep going to national parks. <laughs> <laughs> we're, um, we're, we're looking at like Northern California, um, also for the reason that there's a lot of parks in the area. So even if we were stopping and working, we could still still be making progress on our goal oh yeah definitely so how many national parks have you visited thus far um on this trip we have visited three so far um we're just about today today is day 11 so um the beginning we drove through the south and it's been a lot of driving once we kind of got over here um which unfortunately now we had the mechanical issue but once we're once we were on this side, the parks get a lot close together, and um, we can kind of hit them, you know, a little bit quicker. So, in the next few months, um, we're we should should check quite a few more off. Yeah, for sure. So, which ones have you actually visited so far? So we left Florida and drove to Arkansas Hot Springs, and that one's a little different from the others. It's actually kind of a city built around the park, so. Um, we spent two days there and then continued our journey on to Big Bend in Texas. And um, I was absolutely blown away with Big Bend. I was not expecting to be so impressed with the desert, but it really took my breath away. And so, then, yeah. so yeah, explain Big Bend a little bit. Like what what kind of setting is it? Yeah, were there wildflowers like there? Because people... people say that there's supposed to be flowers in the, down there in the desert. So, um, yeah, some of the cacti have some beautiful flowers on them. Um, I was impressed. There's a lot of mountains and very high mesas and plateaus. I was expecting a lot more flat land, but um, a lot of like high canyon walls. The really cool thing about Big Bend National Park is that the Rio Grande runs um, is the south border of it. So um, on the other side, you can look across and see Mexico and there's actually a border crossing. So we got to walk across the river and spend an afternoon in Mexico, which was really cool as well. Oh, yeah, that That's is crazy. really cool. Okay, so that was your second stop. And then what has been your third stop, your third national park? The third national park is called was called Guadalupe Mountains National Park. And it's right on the border of Texas and New Mexico. 
And um, we climbed up there. It has the highest peak in Texas, which reach is it's um, 8,700 feet. And you, yeah. got, you guys yeah, hiked I, that? I saw that. I can't believe there's a mountain peak that tall in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, we were surprised as well. Um, but yeah, it was it was an, an amazing hike. Um, there was some like boulder scrambling and um, this like wood bridge on the edge of a cliff. It was it was an amazing hike. Ah, oh, that's very cool. How long did it take you guys? It took us um, three and a half hours to summit, and um, I think like six hours total, or two, about two, two and a half to come down. I think I would have died. I've never hiked that Yeah, far. I would have died. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's probably yeah. not that bad, but I probably would have died, let's be honest. It was oh. hot. That's, it was hot. Um, the sun was, was warm, and we got a little bit of a late start because that was the morning our bus started having problems. Um, so it was definitely a hot hot hike and by the end we were exhausted but it was well worth the view what did you yeah. eat afterwards was it a big burger a beer i mean what what was the first thing you guys had to be hungry um yeah so we actually came back to the bus and cooked dinner in our bus so we had um we made <laughs> we made like a mash and like sauteed mushroom and vegetables and a, a fried egg on top because we put a fried egg on almost all of our meals. Yeah. Well, after Cam- don't they do the, a lot of that in Cambodia and the in Thailand area, or is that not? Is that not what? Am I not right on that? Yeah, they definitely do. Mhm. Is that where you guys like fell in love with that idea? A little bit. We also um we're not vegetarian by any means, but being in the bus and not having a refrigerator or anything like that, it's hard to keep meat, and so eggs are just a really great source of protein too. Did you guys intentionally invest in a Yeti cooler because of its like longevity at holding ice? We did. Yep. 100%. And okay, just out of curiosity, why didn't you guys get a fridge instead of like use a cooler? Um, I think so- it's sweet because Trent and I have definitely done this, but. Yeah, we didn't have, uh, well, we don't have any source of electric in the bus. Like I said, we just have a, we got, it's called a goal zero power bank and this thing is amazing. Um, it's a 1400 watt power bank and, or I think it's watts. I'm not even sure what, if that's what you call it, but um, it gets us enough power for about three days and we can plug it into any house outlet or we also have a portable solar panel so we can plug in a solar panel and um, get electric that way. So just being really limited on our electricity didn't really give us an option to have a cooler or for it or yeah. a freezer. Oh, that's so cool, though. So how did yeah, you guys... Yeah, for basics. It's, it's, you know, the skeleton bus. But I like that. I tell everyone, um, that's like the, I think the, I think one of the, my, my favorite quotes out there is the, the, it's like that. It's very cliche, but the first step is the hardest. And everyone always thinks they need like the nicest thing or the nicest setup to get started. And I sometimes, I mean, you guys have a bus, it's bare bones, but that's how me and Janelle started. We started with a cooler. We were stealing ice from hotels. We showered out of a big red bucket. I mean, we, we just went. Now we got a nice van with a refrigerator, but it was not like that in the beginning. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, our thinking, too, was that we didn't want to, you know, invest too much and do something and end up not really enjoying it. So we you know, kind of built this bus as a trial. Like I said, we built it for just kind of what we were going to be using it for. And, you know, we always figured if we fell in love with a lifestyle, we could, you know, always modify it down the road for however we needed to. Yeah, heck yeah. So uh, we're going to check back up at the end of this trip that you're doing. And I want to know what the worst, most overrated national park was. Yes. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you got uh, what what's what's the number one on the bucket list to, to see? Um, the one that is coming up that I'm really excited to see is Petrified Forest. Um, this one I had not really heard of before I started researching for the trip, but um, and it's in Arizona, and this area of Arizona used to be um, kind of swampy, and the swamp was incredibly high in minerals. And what happened was some of the trees fell into this water and actually fossilized with the minerals. So there are these old logs that have like crystals inside of them. Um, so that one's the one coming up that I'm really excited for. Other than that, I think um, Glacier is one of the top on my list. Yeah, that's going to be number one no matter what you do. <laughs> Glaciers just go goddamn beautiful. Olympic is up there as well. So we'll see. There's some competition. Yeah, All right, there's a absolutely. lot of competition, because especially like you said, like there's petrified forests that people don't know about. People forget about the redwoods. And until you see a redwood, you really can't put that into to fathom. You know, there's a, there's more yeah, national parks. Big, yeah, Big Bend, I was not too excited about and it absolutely blew, blew me away. So we'll we'll see what what becomes our favorite by the end. Oh, very cool. I didn't even know that there were actually 60 national parks in the United States. So. No, there's more. Wait, how many did you say there was? There's 61. 61. 61, sorry. But still, I didn't realize that there were that many. So did you know that prior to, like, planning this trip or? No. So um, we, again, had the idea to kind of travel in the U.S. And I was just kind of scrolling through Facebook one day and saw, you know, one of those kind of clickbait things that was like the best, the, you know, best route to visit all of the national parks. And um, it just kind of got into my head. I was like, wow, that would be a really cool trip to do, um, especially in a bus, because it's a lot harder to get into cities and things like that. So, um, yeah, once we kind of really knew that we were going to do the bus, we started looking more into that and just kind of fell in love with the idea of it. Wait, are you following one of those routes right now? Is that what you're saying? Um, we we created our own based off of one of the routes. Um we, you know, changed it a little bit. And then again, uh, actually, while we were planning this trip, two parks were added. So we kind of had to make adjustments to the route because of that as well. Oh, I did not know they added parks. That must be in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, the two most recent ads were in um, the in the Midwest because there's not that many up there. So they're hoping to kind of build some more tourism in that area. So, mm. um, yeah, kind of one's in Indiana and one's in Missouri. Nice. Interesting. Kind of sounds like a gimmick. Like, hey, we need one too. <laughs> it, it kind of was a little bit, but um, definitely the one in Missouri. They made the um, St. Louis Arch a national park, so we were a little disappointed about that one because it is in kind of a downtown city. Um, but the one in Indiana is um, sand dunes on the Great Lakes, so that one's pretty cool. Oh yeah, that'll be very cool. Yeah, well, uh, you're going to have to hit us up when you get to Michigan, because we're right next to Sleep. I would say we're, we're, we're pretty close to Sleeping Bear Dunes. Yeah, Isn't that a national super, park? Yeah, we're pretty close. And Pictured Rocks. Pictured Rocks is beautiful. I'm very excited. No, that's, that's yeah. not a national park. It's not? Oh, it's not a national park. Sorry. That was no, I think Isle Royale. See, we don't even Isle know. Isle Royale. It is. Isle Royale is one. Yep. Yep. Which you can't take the bus to that island. Or is that right? Or can you take buses to that? I don't even know. Maybe <laughs> you don't know. Not. Well, there's um, actually a few island um, national parks. There's Dry Tortugas, which is off of Key West. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was right next to us. Yeah. We've 
exited there, but we're going to kind of do it again when we finish. Like that is probably going to be where we end our continental trip. Oh, um, cool. And then there's islands that are off of the coast of California as well. So there's a few that you need boat access to. Okay. But you guys fully intend on getting on a boat and doing like really doing it, right? Of course. Yep. Heck yeah. So what are you thinking? Five to 10 years before this all gets done? At this point, with the bus, it feels <laughs> that way. No. Um, you guys will get there. Hopefully within, about, yeah, hopefully within about a year is our goal. Um, Yuli is from France, so we're um, going through the process of trying to get him citizenship eventually. So we have to live in the United States for a little while. So we have some time to play around with. Yeah, definitely. That's going to be interesting when you guys go to your interview and you have to explain that you've been moving around for the last year or two. <laughs> but that's what love is. That's all you have to yeah. say. When you walk into the interview, be like, hey, have you ever lived with somebody in a van? I've lived with this guy for a year or two in a van. We're in love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can make it through that, you can, you know, there's some good, good hopes for the future. Heck yeah. Yeah. If you can yeah. live out of a vehicle together, then you two are definitely going to be actually in love. For well, sure. we were actually around when we bought the bus um again cost of living is so expensive in new zealand and where we stayed in wellington was actually smaller a, a room smaller than our bus so oh. you know we kind of already had a trial run so hopefully we can make it that's oh my amazing God. yeah that is amazing that is amazing okay so now we're going to get on to a different topic. Uh, we're kind of curious, like, what are your thoughts on social media? Have you had a lot of positive feedback? Have you connected with people from all over the U.S. since you guys have made this decision to do this trip? Or Yeah, so I'm still a little mixed about social media and using it um, in a professional kind of way. Half the time, I think it's, like, so exciting and so awesome. And then other times I am a little, little on the fence of just, like, who are these people and why do they care what I do with my life? Um, but overall, I definitely think it's it's a really cool experience. We have connected with people. Our, I believe it was our second or third night. We pulled into a campsite and there were two people that I had been following on Instagram for a while. So it was um, pretty cool to meet up with them. And um, we got stuck at Guadalupe Mountain and a gentleman actually was able to come help us out who is building a schoolie himself and we connected. So it's definitely wow. cool. And um, the community is really strong among the bus life. As soon as we purchased our bus, there were people leaving comments like, welcome, you know, we can't wait to have you as a part of the group. And <laughs> it's definitely a strong community. Oh, that's very cool. So it like took the first week of your trip and you're already meeting people from Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely it's it's kind of a cliche. We've been joking around this week that it is like every bus or van lifer out there, it seems like is on on social media right now. Um, it's definitely kind of the trendy thing to do. And yeah, it's kind of a big joke within the community as well. But well, it's, it's, it's like that. Yeah, I think it's like that with every community. Ours is ours. Our focus has been on fly fishing because that's what we like to do. And that seems like everybody has is trying to make an Instagram page for fly fishing right now. And uh, sometimes there's a lot of hate, I guess, there's uh, online um, in, in that aspect. Do you, do you ever get that with the bus life? Or they, do you ever get get just those random comments or anything like that? Or has everything been pretty positive in your in your life? Um, So far, I'm actually, things have been really positive. Um, yeah, I, you know, 
I, I'm, ex I'm expecting that to come one day. I'm sure it will. Um, but yeah, so far it's, it's really just been good things and people are really encouraging and, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool to have support from strangers and, you know, people telling you, Oh, keep going, keep your head up, you know? And, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. No, that is very cool. Cause I feel like, yeah, I know a girl from high school actually, and she did the whole bus life thing. And it seemed that she was always like posting pictures of her and her bus life, like friends and whatnot. So, um, Trent and I obviously think it's super cool what you guys are doing. Like he said, we've lived out of our van and out of his old Ford Explorer. But uh, we think it's admirable that you guys actually kind of, you know, like worked uh, worked for two years, planned this out, and are pursuing this. And, uh, yeah, we're rooting for you guys. And you did it right. I would have just yeah, put boards yeah. over the mold and just called it good. <laughs> Try to, like, F it. <laughs> let's, let's do this. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, for sure. Well, we're very excited for you guys and your journey. And I know you guys are just really starting. So we're looking forward to hearing from you at the very end when you guys are in the dry tour to us. Who knows? Maybe we'll meet there next winter if we ever go back to Key West. <laughs> yes. Have you guys been to dry tour Oh, we never made no, it No, we there. couldn't afford it. We worked in Key West all winter. And just for the price to go out there with so many tourists, we just kind of it just we could never really make it fit into the budget. It is a big trip, but it was we were absolutely impressed with it. Especially um, if you do ever make it out, I highly recommend camping out there. Um, when the tour boat leaves, there's only about ten campsites, so you have the whole island to yourself in the evening, and it's, it's magical. Not know that. Yeah, no. Nobody what? told me that. Yeah, yeah, you can camp up to three nights, so um, yeah, definitely worth camping. And like I said, you're you're literally alone, and the fort's open. You can go and explore Fort Jefferson and um, like the snorkeling and wildlife is so much more active when there's less people there. That and um, we were that, definitely. That kind of pisses Whoa, me yeah, off because I, I mean, we were there for four or five months. I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I said, I, I don't think it would be worth it as a day trip, but if you can spend a couple of nights, it's amazing. Yeah. We tried to justify it. There was a couple of snorkeling companies down there that uh, did snorkel and all you could drink beer. And I was like, that's a way better price point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, make it out there. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much. We're going to have to kind of wrap this up. We always like to ask on a scale of the 1 to 10, how did me and Janelle do? 10. This is my first experience, and it was awesome. Thank you guys Woo! for having me. Yes, no, we're actually. We have tried, said, for the listeners who are still listening, we have tried to get Nomadic Nikki for, I, what, would you th what would you say, two months now, it seems like? Yeah, about that, between finishing up the bus and um, planning our travels, and, you know, I'm sure you guys are busy as well. It's taken us a while, but I'm happy we were able to connect. Oh, yes, I'm so absolutely. happy we got it done. Yeah, it, we're not blaming you. We also moved from Key West and got on the farm, and you, we have, like, we've been keeping lining up these interviews, and I'm just like, we have got to still try to try to keep bugging Nomadic Nikki. We're we're happy you didn't block us Oh, yeah, on we social media. I was like... No, finally I was like try I was like I don't even know if she's going to want to do it anymore. Like, <laughs> it's been I'm, such a long time I, coming. Like I let them down, so I appreciate it so much. Yeah. Nice. So no, you are awesome. just so we'll finish up. You are going to be living for a week at the mechanic shop until the bus is fixed. Is that correct? Yes, we were told he can get the part Monday with a possibility of Friday. So we just have our fingers crossed that it comes in on Friday and we can keep going. Um, but if not, we'll be here. Yep, a few extra days. 
is he All charging right. you rent to to be on the campus there? This um, mechanic has been so generous. Um, when he told us what the problem was, he you could tell on his face that he did not even want to tell us um, what was going on and how much it was going to be. Um, but um, I asked him, you know, I was like, hey, would it be okay if I live in your parking lot for a week? And he was so nice. He said, absolutely. He ran an extension cord out for us to get some electrics or electricity. He offered us his Wi-Fi password. So he has been absolutely amazing and trying to help us out all he can. Oh, good. That's good. amazing. That's amazing. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Everyone should go follow you on Instagram and just watch your live stories every day about how it is living in a mechanic's backyard. That, I think that's amazing. That, <laughs> and to see all of your beautiful photos of all the national parks because we've been blown away. I know I acted like I didn't know where you were, but I did. But I want everybody else to as well. So, Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Nikki. Thank you. Yes, best of luck with your travels. We'll talk soon. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. All right. Wow. What did you think, Janelle? I think that went super well, and I think I learned a lot. What about you, Trent? I'm, like, super excited that she didn't fly fish and that she travels and that we're trying to expand our guest list, and I'm very, very, very happy she was even on the show. Yes. Because it took forever to get her on the show. Well, and considering when we talked to her, she was at a mechanic shop because of her stupid transmission. Yeah, and then she had to use her data to do that interview, so everyone should be very, very happy. Yes. And, I, yeah, we hope that you guys learned a lot. I know, like I said, Trent and I did, and it was really great to talk to someone who, you know, had a little bit of knowledge in other areas rather than just primarily fly fishing. So, yeah. Awesome. And for next week, we don't have a guest yet, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> yes, we will. Shit's so. getting so hard on the farm. Oh my gosh. So, alrighty. All right, we will guys. Get back to work. You guys get back to work, and we will see you <gasps> next week. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye bye.